Hi, I'm Lee Salisbury, and over the years, I have directed some of the country's biggest continuing dramas and worked with some of TV's best actors and actresses and become friends with them. I want you to get to know them a bit like I do, and so welcome to Soap from the Box. Okay, so my very first guest on the podcast, he's blackmailed me, harassed me, <laughs> Shane Ward, hello. I'm honoured, honoured first I'm honoured for your being on it, mate. You so much, you're please. famous, obviously, for playing Aidan O'Connor, but much more than that, Yes. which we'll talk about later. So the idea today is we're going to talk about Aidan and Coronator Street, and then we're going to talk about you, see which is more interesting. Yep. <laughs> yeah. What's so, in your life and what's not. So being in Coronation Street, I mean, it must have been, because you were obviously, which we'll get to later, obviously known for your singing, and mm-hmm. I mean, you couldn't probably go into anything bigger it's true. <laughs> as an acting job. It's so true, yeah. I How think, was it? It was brilliant. I, I, I mean, still now, even just seeing your face as well, because you just bring back Meloff's in memories of working on the show myself. I loved it there. I absolutely loved it. Incredible institution. Working with actors that I've seen, or I've watched on screen since I was a child. And when mums love a show as well. That always yeah, mean, yeah, that yeah. Always well, did you, how did your mum react when you got the part? Well, I, I got I got told the news. I was actually um, staying at my mum's house. I just I was staying a couple of nights. And I just remember getting the phone call. And I just got up and went into my mum's room. I said, sorry, mum, in my boxers. <laughs> she said, I feel all right, son. I said, yeah. I went, uh, do you know that part I went up for on Coronation Street? She went, yeah. I said, I didn't get that. She went, oh, she went, oh, she went, no, but that was just for an aud- the audition. She went, okay, don't worry about it, son. I was like, no, but they've given me an actual role as Aidan Connor. And she couldn't believe it. Just so what, did you go for another part at first then? No, what it, what it is is that you read just the, just the generic script. Uh, you know, okay, just so, so you weren't get... sure which, yeah, you yeah. weren't sure. I didn't know what character I was going for, but um, now I know the part of the script that I was reading was for Robert. You know, but obviously that was already Tristan, Tristan's anyway. Ah, okay. Um, but I was just reading a script just so you can get a, a generic back and forth with a casting director. And then before I knew it, about two weeks later, yeah, they offered me Aidan Connor. So I was very, very delighted. So how did Corey happen for you then? Did you, had you been planning to like make a move into acting? No, for me, I've always wanted to act. I always wanted to act. I always enjoyed the music video side of it, you know. I mean, it's not that hard to kiss a girl in a video. Maybe. Yeah, I mean, I make but it look still. Like, yeah, make it look like it's real. But, yeah. But... At the same time, you know, I had to portray that I was in a relationship in this video. And you have to be good in music videos, because I think if you see a music video where someone can't act, oh, yeah, exactly. Terrible. So, but I, I just Atomic always had kitten. this belief. <laughs> <laughs> so I always had this belief that I that I could do it. And um, a lot of people know know the, the story of how Coronation Street came about. It was Sean Ward was on the show, and he was playing Callum. Oh yeah, and really a lot of people on social media, uh, social media was was congratulating me on getting the part of Callum, and I was like. Callum? I said, I said, yeah. And I was like, oh, Shane Ward, Sean Ward. Oh, right, okay. And I can understand the confusion and the, the simple mistake. And because of that, it generated interest. Oh, and really? And contacted my management and was like, would Shane like to come in for an audition? That's amazing. And I was like, yes. Well, that I remember Barbara Windsor, because Barbara Windsor in EastEnders was because she was presenting The Big Breakfast and everyone started going, oh my God, you should be in EastEnders. And yeah. that's what and that's got what her I, in EastEnders, yeah. The stars aligned. Wow, so Sean Ward yep. is to thank. Yeah, cheers, Sean. Yeah, cheers, Sean. <laughs> good old, so good old before man. we get going about the character, I'm going to give you a tiny little test to see if you can remember anything oh. about Aiden. So what... I can't remember yesterday. What percentage <laughs> score did Aiden buy of the factory when he came in? Oh, no. Oh, oh no. Um... What percentage? Oh, it's a round number of the factory. Is it 40%? Yes! What? You got it right! Hey! 40%. And obviously that was the factory underworld that made lingerie. <laughs> <laughs> felt at home. So, yeah, felt, felt at home, home from the music yeah. videos to the laundry factory. Yeah. And obviously you came in and you had an established family. You had the brilliant Ali, obviously, plays oh, Carla and Michelle. Incredible Ali. She's brilliant. I mean, that was that more nerve-wracking, coming in with an established family? You know, like, was it all... Oh, it, it was a it blessing. It was, it was a blessing straight away because, um, yeah, you're right, you're already going into an established family. So they've already, the Connors have got their history before um, with Ali and with Kim um, and so on and so forth. So, yeah, there's still a pressure there. Absolutely. But I, I felt like um, I was, you know, I, I, was, I was in good hands, so. And Ali's amazing, isn't she? Oh, She's Ali such an amazing actress. is one of the most gorgeous women I've ever met in my life. Like, super talented. And um, it, was just, it was just an honour to share the screen with her. I learned so much from her. 
So you were, because you were the third cousin of Michelle and Carla, is I that right? I was the third cousin, yeah, that's right, yeah. And I've now read that I didn't realise that you were in the top 30 of pop stars, pop stars, <laughs> and that was what Kim won, wasn't it? Is that what Kim won? She, for the, uh, Kim won for uh, Popstar Survivals, yeah? Yeah. No, 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 no. no. no, 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 no. Oh, was that a different no, no. one? No, no. Popstar Survivals was Girls Allowed and Oh, uh, oh, see, that was, oh so that's what you got down to the last 30 of. What did you win? Did you win Popstars? I can't remember what it was what called. Was it called? Oh, okay. Well, I was going to... We'll come back to that. I'll come back to that. I yeah. was going to ask, oh, was that funny? But obviously it wasn't because it was a totally no, different so show. I was, yeah, no, that, that, that was brilliant. I was, I think I was... 16 15 and 16 and my sister lisa was my chaperone so we went down to london and i made it yeah to the top 30 lads and it, it was brilliant yeah so it was it was nice then obviously to see girls allowed you know do as well as they did brilliant band some great songs and yeah and i was part of that whole journey. and quite good so kim was on this kind of took the same journey that you did as well didn't she then in a way oh, oh god that's gonna really bug probably us. is pop stars okay next question <laughs> so we don't get annoyed yeah who did aiden sleep with when in a relationship with eva price in a cc oh maria yeah yeah <laughs> now what's it like when you have an affair on the screen in the public like do you get loads of abuse now that was interesting yeah because for the last 50 years people have been invested in that show and the characters and that's what the show is about isn't it it's about you know building these characters for longevity and, and everyone's yeah. got to have an affair in the end, you really. Know, you, I've got one... Yeah, yeah, of course. You <laughs> yeah. You can't be on a show unless you do. No, I yeah. mean, and more than anything, you won't want to move on a street like that, would you? No, no <laughs> so way. So much going on. Yeah. Um, or sleep with anyone, because everyone's never there. Well, exactly. You can't keep nothing secret. <laughs> but, um, so what was the question? <laughs> yeah. What was the reaction to having it, an affair? It was quite a mixed reaction. Yeah, because you've got um, the one side of it, the people that are so invested in saying, how could you do it? You know, Eva's fantastic. And then with Maria, of all people, she always has affairs. know that. <laughs> but then the other side is, is, is all your mates saying, oh, nice one. Yeah, 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 yeah. two birds. Yeah. <laughs> and I mean, you had Catherine Tilsey then, who played Eva. Oh, that brilliant. was a great relationship, wasn't it, in the show? That You know, it, it suddenly clicks, doesn't it, some people? It, 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 do, it does. Working working with Kath with, with and uh, Sammy just together was, was such a great combination. And I, lo- I love that, that that was the, 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 the love triangle that I was in. Both super talented actresses and again just like anyone that I worked with on that show it was a blessing to watch their craft and I learned so much um, because I went into the show not, you know, didn't know anything and I said look I'm a sponge I'll absorb what you say um, and you saying that makes me go sorry what we were saying earlier like it may like you really like all respect to you going into such a big show as your first massive acting because it could have all gone totally wrong do oh, you know what I mean because totally people are wrong. out to get like Michelle Collins in Corrie yeah. got so much abuse for the accent and stuff oh. you know like people are ready I think if you've been successful elsewhere yeah they're, they're ready to well, get you're you well you pigeonholed straight away because yeah. oh it's always the oh, singer another singer coming in and you're like well do you know what whoever said that we're just a one trip pony that we should stay in the one path you know life is so precious you've got to go for stuff if you believe you can do it you know the worst you can get is a no it's as simple as that so I went in and oh, actually thinking about it now that you've said it out loud it's probably scarier now thinking it's of it it's scary thinking about it of what I actually did yeah but, you know from six months to three years if you're lucky enough you could be part of that show for a long long time yeah and become a well-loved character and be respectful know that you're going in there and it's it's an iconic show like and you've got like the queen, Barbara Knox. Oh God! It, oh, oh my God! She was always fantastic. Yeah. Me, oh, she's know? amazing. She but it's little... amazing the first time you see her, isn't it? You are like, oh my God! Well, well one time she's she, such a legend. Well, she walked past me and said hello to me, and and a nervous thing happened. I bit my lip, and it started bleeding, <laughs> and I was like, that was powerful. Like, she, she made me actually bite my lip, and she was gorgeous. And she met my little girl Willow. This is as, oh, as I left the show. And then I remember like when I first first joined as well, and I went I went I was pushing open the door, and the other side of the door was was uh, was Bill. Oh yeah, and Bill uh, Roach. William Roach. And he was the loveliest, funniest loveliest man, isn't he? I love. And I opened the door, and I was like, it was like it's Shane. I said, yes, lovely to meet you. And, and um, he said, how are you find it? I said, you know, what they have been here for like two, three months now. He went try fifty. Years. Yeah, <laughs> my God. I was actually amazed by Bill because you just think he's been there so many years. And he's got time for every single person. He wants to get every to know every, and not person. just the actors, like the yeah. crew. And yeah. he always recognises a new I phrase. never took a day for granted. No. I, I, every time I went in there, I, I honestly did. I pinched myself. I was proud every time I walked in the doors, out the doors. And and it's one of those things you hope that I that you leave an everlasting impression of like that, that they enjoyed what you did and 
I built a good rapport with them because I miss them. I miss, I miss the company. I miss I miss the people. It wasn't great because I, I just remember time. I used to go in the green room as well with you guys, which is meant to be just for the actors. But yeah, the green room used to be great, wasn't it? Because during when you had scenes, that down was the hub. Yeah, it was the hub. Yeah, that that was the hub. Do you remember the first time you walked in the green room thinking? Because I always think as an actor, it must be like oh, it is it's like a first day at school. Yeah, well, all eyes are on. And Who's going to be my mate? Well, you, you kind of look around and you think. Right. You're, at that time, you only know them by the characters' names. Yeah, yeah. So it takes a while for them to kind of separate who they actually are. Um, but I just used to love it anyway because obviously I, I ate all the biscuits there, and that was and pot noodles. <laughs> reintroduced me to pot noodles. Oh, tell me what. Pot noodles in yeah. the green room. But I do. I just. I just miss just people passing through and you're waiting for your scene and just the different conversations and but I don't actually miss yeah. the food because I used to put on so much weight working on so. well, they put a padlock on the on the desserts thing and I realised maybe it was because of you <laughs> <laughs> I kept mixing desserts and then he had to start paying for them I was like ah, I don't want them no more <laughs> so obviously you had your leaving was a huge storyline a really important storyline looking at male depression and obviously then Adrian yeah. committed suicide <clears throat> when, when did you get told about that so when I speak to Kate Oates, it's sad at first because, you you know, you have a choice, stay or go. And I had a conversation with, with my partner, Sophie, and I spoke to my mum and naturally their reaction is, oh, please don't go, stay there. It's yeah, great, yeah. it's great. And I said, yeah, 100% it's great. Said, but I don't think I'd ever get an opportunity like this to be trusted with this particular storyline because it is a real thing that keeps happening. Yeah, it's a massive um, issue. And, and still to this day, I said, it's, it's the biggest thing I've ever done because it's a real life so yeah, it, we, 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 we spoke about it and um, naturally, I think it's always, it's always a shock at first. It's like, you know, we're looking this, you know, for, for Aiden, how do you feel? Um, so yeah, yeah, it was, it was, it was I, I can't remember actually when, when, I, when, I, when I got told, it was probably about five months before. And did you feel a pressure because male suicide obviously is a massive thing. Do you feel the pressure when you've got a storyline like that? Well, yeah, I mean, for me, because you have to, Again, it has to be handled so so right, so so correctly, so delicately. Um, you know, so there, there was, you know, yourself with with the research team and in, in any of these soaps, they are fantastic. So they work very closely with the charities like Calm Mind Samaritans, yeah. and also meet with family families who obviously have unfortunately lost someone through it. So we did that, and I knew I knew what I was doing was such a, such a huge huge moment in not just TV history, but for those people at home who feel. I think that's the thing. It's the people yeah. watching it who who, look, who who watch this every day, and I think what soap is really powerful at is that people can people because it's in their lives every day. They yeah. kind of believe in these characters. Yeah. and They really take it home, and, and that's listen and the people that are, that are having those thoughts. Yeah, that could be watching it and thinking, "That's how I feel." I can't tell the person next to me how I feel, but that's how I feel. And then all of a sudden they go, and that's what you want. You want them then to turn to the person next to them and say, "I have to tell you something." And that for us was was the most important thing. It was. That's that's what we try to break that taboo of of, of men not talking, uh, because we you know it's a, a lot of time it's banter, isn't it, between lads yeah, yeah, or whatever, yeah. and but a lot of people feel afraid to talk because they'll be seen as being a, a wuss or whatever. But even still, still to this day, what that show was able to do as a collective, even the aftermath was was so heartbreaking to watch and Gail's speech and watching how the different reactions of my was dad. It's quite weird actually watching it is your because, characters after Because it's my character. Yeah. And I'm, I'm so invested and connected because I played that character that it feels so real. Yeah. And and you, and you feel like you've lost someone too. And um, did you bring it home with you that story? Like was it Oh yeah yeah it's, yeah, it's hard it's, not it's, to Was it hard to yeah. keep, you know smile at the end of the day? Oh god god yeah because it, Though those last couple of scenes, or even that, even in that last month, it took so much out of me. I'd, yeah. I'd get upset on set because I knew I was leaving such a great family, but I also knew that I I had such a huge task at hand, yeah. and I wanted to do it so much justice that it was able in some way to, like I said, break down that taboo and help people talk. So when it did, when 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 the scenes happened and incredible performances from the whole team, when it started to get. The uh, the you know, obviously the attention of the public and they really got behind it and then it did well at soap awards and things. I, I wasn't even meant to be going and I got a call from Ali from the press department said would would love you to call me or if we did win would you like to speak for us and I couldn't believe it I was like I feel so honoured and I went there and I think my speech was I never nothing prepared because you won. Let's remind you you won the two thousand sixteen was it national yeah. television award. TV Choice Award. But but, 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 but the award for that particular those that that whole array of storylines. Uh, mixed in with the Jack Shepherd, you know, with the male rape, it was it was handled so well, and 
the, the important message was it's not always going to be visible. Yeah. To see that these things are going on. And what, what portrayed on the screen was that David's uh, ordeal that happened, he was looking to do something. You could see him spiraling out of control, whereas Aiden hid it so well. Yes. And when it happened, people were shocked. And the thing. Well, they were clever with Aiden, you see, because they chose the good looking guy, the happy go lucky character. Who I mean, it wasn't, yeah. it wasn't, you yeah. know, someone who was naturally suffering yeah. big and time. And still at the time, people on social media were saying, oh, I didn't see that happening. Yeah. And what That's me and Kate thing. spoke about, the most important thing was that we, we sat down and when I said, look, the last scene was meant to just be in the pub. And I said, look, can I create that last scene as I'm back in my, my, my place? That's my prison. That's where I just want to be. And so I created that with Kate. And when, when the actual um, episode aired and people said that they didn't see that happening, again, it was, well, it was kind of like the message, like watch back the previous episodes. And yes. it, was, it was staring them in the face. They could yeah. see it. They saw the signs, but we had to play it in such a subtle way. Which is so like real life. Yes. Yeah, so if something like, happens to someone, you go, oh my God, yeah. do you remember? If you could look back and go, oh my God, he was there. He was trying to say something. Yeah. So yeah, but yeah, it, it, the, the, the show. Um, I think that's where soap is amazing though, isn't it? It's that we can, you can, t- we can tackle really, really tough subjects in a way that say a film, you watch a film, it's on for two hours. Whereas this, a storyline can go over it. So you actually get the reality of real it's, life. Because it, 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 it goes it's over ongoing. months. It happens yeah. all the time. We either know someone that has been lost through it. We know someone who who's feeling that way. And that show will constantly remind it. Have you had people come up to you and say... Oh, still. I did, just just down the road where I live, um, there's um, a supermarket. And there's many others like Tesco and Morris. Well. <laughs> um, but no, like there's the supermarket and I was, I was you in there. You didn't actually say a name, so there's no need to do that. There's no, but I wanted to. Just in case, <laughs> you, always can, wanted to do just that. In case you can get free shopping during <laughs> yeah, the pandemic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or I can I mean? get sponsored by the podcast. There we go. Any supermarket. There we go. <laughs> Happy you know, shopper. You know, toilet rolls because I'm bloody stealing them again. But no, I was down, I was down at the supermarket and this is, the, this is about a good few months back now anyway. And I was just paying something at the counter and the guy looked at me as I was paying and he just said, thank you, out of nowhere. Oh, wow. And I knew, I knew straight away. And he said that he was, it was customers waiting, but he said, so my mum watched the show and I said, I was in a bad place. Oh, um, at that time I watched it and it helped me speak. And I just put up my hand because you don't know what to do. I just felt so, so like, like, I said, it sounds weird to say well done, but congratulations. Like, I'm, I'm proud of you. But I just said, I said, thank you for speaking. And, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm so happy this show helped you in a way. Another one I was doing, I was doing a show. I was on a tour bus with my two backing vocalists and the driver, a big muscly guy, like a biker, bald head. Oh, right, yeah. And he was driving the tour bus and was going to the show and he just stood just driving. Everyone else was just talking. And again, he just looked behind him, dropped his left shoulder and he just went, thumbs up to me like that. And I thought he was just saying, I'm all right, thank you. And he went, he went, thank you. And again, it's just the thank you. That's yous. incredible. And he, he, he just told us his story and it was like, wow, I have people beeping in cars still. Um, not because it's me or I'm crossing no, the road too slowly. To say, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like, thank you for the Coronation Street. Yeah, It's amazing. That is amazing. So, oh, quick more questions. Do you remember your first line in the show? Um, <laughs> I do. I remember walking to into you. the pub. Oh, no, 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 no. I remember walking into the factory to Carla uh, and I said, I've had a warmer welcome. Yes! Yes, I have. Well I done. could have delivered it better as I well. I thought that would really stump you. No, no. Yeah. And then can you remember his middle name? Oh, Finbar. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. It's a good Irish name there. Let's go on to you. Yes. And mostly, obviously, we're going to talk about seeing One of my memories is us actually having a wrap off at my house. Do you remember? <laughs> the closest I've got to doing MC. a duet with you. So um, let's talk about you. So obviously, you were born, not obviously, no one might, people might know this, you were born in 1984, so young still, yes. in uh, Tameside, Greater <laughs> yep. Manchester. Correct, yeah. Um, <clears throat> how is it, so what, did, did you always have dreams of wanting to sing, wanting to act, wanting to be in the business? I always felt like I was around, I always was around music, I'm one of seven children, if people know my history. Seven my children, are you? Yeah, i got three brothers, three sisters. So music was always playing, it's always been a big part of our lives, um, but it was constantly playing. So as we got older, I've known nothing different. My love for just, just anything melodic just developed at a young age. What kind of music did you grow up listening to? Well, I mean, it was more like my mum and dad getting ready to go out and, and the LPs would be on all the cassette tapes and it'll be uh, uh, Barbados was like, whoa, we're going to Barbados. <laughs> yeah. Could be Tom Jones. Could that be... was on a party night. Yeah, well, it's the smell of hairspray, basically. Yeah, in, my like, mum used to Lionel Richie constantly. Oh, really? But we had everything like Dr. Hook playing. Like, Amazing. Just, Anything that was that that was that, that Patsy Cline, uh, Kenny Rogers, all the country music. 
So I always knew that there was that that I just loved the, the thought of music. I used to stand in the front garden with my twin sister Emma on crates singing to the stars. Did you? Like, get in. <laughs> um so it was only when when I got a bit older and I and I was in high school and um, I think when certain schools don't do well they join. Yeah. Join forces and two other schools joined our school and we became St. Peter's. And with one of the skills, they brought a performing arts class. And I was oh, like, wow. what is this? <laughs> what is this? And I just fell in love with it. And I did, I, I was um, Tony and West Side Story, you know, the end of end of year play, yeah, um, yeah. plays and Caliban story and performances. I think my first um, song I, I sung on stage was Swear It Again by Westlife. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow. Um, and it was, it was it was brilliant. And then you'd had teachers then saying, uh, like Mr. Savage saying, and the virus man was like, Shane, that was you're going to be something someday. And oh, like, amazing. Oh, thank you very much. Fast forward to today. Yeah. Um, and Mr. Savage came down to see me when Did I did um, Mr. Uh, Rock, of, Rock of Ages. Oh, brilliant. Many, many years ago. You know, obviously you've been to school and everything before. X Factor, which we'll talk about. I didn't realise you were in a band called Destiny. Hey! With two girls, Tracy and Tracy. There we go. TNT, they're called now, literally. <laughs> Amazing. Um, but they've been going for 20, 20 odd years. Oh, are they uh, still going? Oh, they're still going. Amazing. Yeah. What were Destiny then? What was your kind of style? Oh, well, it was basically 80s, 90s now. Um, Amazing. Just all, all the classics, all the dance floor fillers, anything that was out. Um, so were you singer in there or were you all singing? Were you all the main singers? Oh no, we was, we, we, we was all singers. Um, three piece harmony trio, <laughs> as we were called. But we did all the worker men's clubs for about... Weddings five, and stuff, did you? Everything, five or six years. They took me to Germany to do the army barracks. And do you think you need, like, is that a good, is that good to have done as a singer? Do you know what I mean? I 100%. Think, I think as an actor as well, if you've really trod the boards, you know... You, Legends, you... icons like Tom Jones, like people who have done the circuit know how tough that is. For one, if you can't entertain a crowd in a worker men's club, it's like they will tell you, like, do, yeah. do your first set forty five minutes, then it's cockles and muscles and bingo and whatever. Come out for the second set. If you've already lost them in the first, you're gone. I remember sitting down in a chair during after the first act, and someone came over and says, "Oh, could could you move, please? Jim's been sat there for forty <laughs> for forty years." I went, "Well, his ass must be killing him." Um, but I, I miss those working men's club days because that was where real craft. You, that's where I built my craft. I learned it, and it was thanks to those girls. And yeah. um, did you ever have like a really small audience? Did you have those depressing oh. gigs where there's like four people sat there not even listening to you? Yeah, and we had the best times. At the ones where there was hardly anybody there, you realise straight away it's not us. It's nothing to do with us. <laughs> just that like people just haven't come out. Yeah. So we treated it as a rehearsal and a bit of a kind of like, a, we just had such Expe- a screen. Yeah, you can experiment a bit. Yeah. Then, yeah. I'll tell you what I miss about those days as well is that like, like I suffer with hay fever. So my sinuses Snap, and things yeah. like that. And um, I remember one time, I saw my hay fever was so bad and I had a gig and it was a boiling hot day and my eyes were so itchy and I kept blinking. And I remember there was a girl at the front of the audience with a mate and she's like, ah, blinking at me. And I'm like, why does she keep blinking at me? Oh, she like, thought she's, you taking were... mic, she's taking a mic at me. She was like, oh, was she? Yeah, oh, I thought you meant she thought you were winking. No, you no, were like trying I'm, to, you I'm, were getting like, a bit mad trying yeah, to pull her. That girl was taking a mic. And those little things like that stand out for me and it actually made me miss it. Because <laughs> you want that reaction of saying, why is she winking at me? So then you were, like we mentioned earlier, you were in Pop Stars The Rivals. Who were, so who were the judges? Now, God, we're going to go back to this now. It's really? going to annoy us. So the judges in Pop Stars The Rivals Was that Nicky been, Chapman? Uh, Jerry Halliwell. Oh. Pete Waterman and Louis Walsh. Oh, right. Okay. Well, Louis, who would have thought, eh? And so that was early on in those shows, wasn't it, still? It yes. was one of the early ones. How was, so, you know, what was that, going into that like from going... I think it was pop stars, just to say. It's come I think to it me was now. pop stars. It, it was pop stars, stars, then it was pop stars. Pop the rivals, yeah. Yes, that's what came in. Yes, thank there God. There we go. Um, so what was it like going into that? Going was, into that, yeah. Again, it, 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 was, it, was, it was scary. Uh, my sister put me up for it. Um, oh, did she? Yeah, and I'm, I'm, I'm so glad I had that experience then, even still, but I wasn't ready then. Right, yeah. I, I really wasn't. And how were you when you didn't get through them? Like you said earlier. Oh, I was gutting. I think, you know, my sister was really gutted. My mum was gutted for me. Did you get told in visual were you in that lineup where they go, step forward? Oh, yeah. You're yeah. all going home. Yeah, no, I think it was... Uh, actually, how did we all get told? It was actually in the... <laughs> can you believe this? It was in the dancing stages. Oh, was it? Yeah. Oh, no. And, and, and yeah, I just... They were like, oh, you've got a really good voice. I mean, Shane, I've, but... I've, I've improved now. Like, <laughs> yeah. I am Patrick Swayze at a bar. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I, but again, I'm, I'm so happy that I didn't progress any further. Because yeah. it, was right, it, was, it was right for that moment and I wasn't ready then. It's, it's a scary thing and anyone that can stand in front of an audience is not an easy thing to do. No. It doesn't matter how long not, you've no. been doing it. I mean, and I think anyone listening will know that just from doing karaoke. 
you think it's fine. You go up even to do karaoke. And it's oh yeah. my god, alcohol helps. <laughs> yeah, alcohol, helps, which you can't do if you're on Pop Stars Arrival. There we go. Yes. <laughs> so then, in 2005, you were in the second series of X Factor. Yes. You got you won with 10.8 million votes, which mm-hmm. is incredible. Simon, Sharon, and Louis as judges. Like what? What was that experience like? I mean, a mate. I mean, I remember that before. Way yeah. before I know you. Like I it was, was twenty. I was twenty. Was Twenty-one years old when I won the show. Now that was the right age. Old. That was the good age, and I felt ready for. Did you feel very had. different that time than when you went into it than you did on? Pop oh Stars yeah, because, because because I I had at that time then up to twenty one. I had the experience in the working men's clubs of learning my harmonies, yeah. you know, learning what it is to be in front of an audience. Some receptive, some quite not, and just the humbleness that it brought. And I was I, 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 once I, I was just ready for something. And did you I decide to go back or did they kind of contact you to go back? Um, no, not they, at all. No, 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 you no. decided. I, I actually missed my my audition day because I was away on holiday. Oh. Yeah, I, I missed it. And then when I realised what it was, I, I rang up and I said, oh, I'm meant to be auditioning uh, today. They said, well, it's an open day tomorrow. Oh, thank I God. I went for the open day. Oh, right. Okay. Uh, can you believe it? And I went for the open day. But it was, it was, honest, honest to God, one, one of the most amazing and magical times of my life. And yeah, turning 21 on the biggest show on television. That's amazing. And having the judges there and, and then later on going to win the show and have Simon as my boss and Louis as my manager. It was just, I, you couldn't write it. It was like, as a 21-year-old lad from Manchester, uh, very respectful, you know, to, to everybody, to have then people just pat me on the back. And I kind of wish now, because we're in such a digital age, as we now know, everything's filmed. But if you watch a clip from 2005, I'm probably like on a video. <laughs> yeah. It looks dated. Yeah. Like you can't really find a lot of great footage. But I, I, I just remember stories of people who told me even still years going later in the pubs. The pubs were packed. A lot of pubs were like a magical well, I think packed. the magical thing about those shows at that time was it's almost like early Big Brother because you didn't... It was family. But you also didn't know what was going to... You know, now I think the problem is is that you knew people were going to be massive. Do you know what I mean? But it's kind of like... Yeah. You, you still didn't expect that person to become yeah, you, as and, and big you don't, and popular but I lo- as I love that. I, being told stories of pubs being packed and people watching, watching it. Yeah. And then I, I would love to have been a fly in the wall to see their reaction when the local lad from Manchester yes. won it because it fills me with pride. But you're totally right now because, yeah, it's just like, like you almost said. People expect it entering, which I think you can tell. Yeah. So it takes away that kind of. Well, with, but because of social media now, you don't have to. As that's what they're always you saying. You don't have to. You do don't it. have to win it. You, you you can be seen if you make a good enough impression, and the, and the production company decides to show your audition. Yeah. You, well, you, you were probably one of the last ones that won it that did well because normally it was normally it's always the runner up that does really well. Well, that's what they're saying. One Direction were the one runners up, weren't they? Incredible success. Yeah. You and Leona, I think, were the biggest things to come out of X Factor. It was a great time. And Leona's fantastic as well. So, yeah, 2005 and and six was was great years, yeah. And how was it working with Simon? I mean, like, literally the god of music. Yeah, I mean, I loved it. I mean, I just obviously recently um psycho is no more no know, yeah i know yeah he's so they've gone so into telly. but i mean but simon's been television for, for many years as well and he's, he's a clever man you know i mean he's uh, i think he knows when his time's up in music a bit do well, you know what Brin, i mean well, just... talents worldwide now yeah it? yeah, yeah. It's, it's been bought in every country doesn't need to work again and music changes like that. it's like stock Aiken and walkman when i was young were like the biggest thing for 10 yeah. years and then you kind of know that that's going to change a bit yeah and exactly. simon's i think core staple yeah. of music i loved it what an amazing not just to see it, but to be part of that whole movement of that television. Do you know what I mean? It's amazing to. I'm, I'm, to pr- go I'm down proud to be part of that, that history. Because it'll never sometimes. happen again. It won't. It won't ever it, happen again. It, it You'll because, never get those TV audiences yeah. again. It was st- it, it, it was so new, and whereas now there's so many of them. Yeah, I'm and very, also very the, the, and like that you movement. said, the way the digital age has changed, people can just build their own profiles. Yeah. Do you know what I mean you don't need actually? Well, back a show in the day, like it was that. just digital spy. If you want to know what someone was doing, yeah, digital spy, MySpace. Yeah. Now yes, MySpace. Everything. God, like. I forgot about MySpace. Yeah, MySpace. yeah put, put, put a song what in the background. MySpace. And, you know, and a wallpaper in the back and then you yeah. away. Uh, but there was nothing then. So your first single, That's My Goal, this is amazing as well. Released 21st December, sold 313,000 copies on the first day. Yes, sir. <laughs> what the hell? Yeah. 742 by the first week. And at the time, I think I've written here, well, it saved in the top 75 for 21 weeks. Yeah. And at that time, it was the fourth fastest selling single of all time. Is it still? I don't know because it's it, it was yeah it, yeah because it was it um, must still be in the top ten. Well, the, the the first was Candle in the Wind. Yeah, Elton and then there John. was 
Then it was, um, you know. it, it was actually the third fastest at the time, but it was Candle in the Wind and then it was Evergreen by Will Young. And yeah. it was, that's my goal. So it's, it's probably been surpassed now. But, but even though things like not, that. Because, yeah. again, the singles don't sell that yeah. much anymore, do they? But it, well, everything's... Um, so you're probably always going to be in the top 10 yeah, forever. I hope so. I hope so. How I amazing so. is that? Just, just keep me in that Christmas countdown. That's all I <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Did you have, because I think everyone has, whether it's in a, you know, a soap, we talked about it, or whether it's say, doing the kind of music we're at that time. And you can see Will Young, everyone kind of does this, is suddenly wanting to break out of that. Because do you, again, you probably get quite pigeonholed. Well, do you know what it is? It's almost it's, like a role in music, isn't it? it? it, it it's, it's the horrible side of, of, of certain certain individuals in the industry that want to pigeonhole you, that will look down the nose, that looks past the fact that you are talented and only sees you as, as they put it in, in inverted commas, a talent show winner. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. Which, which is kind of like, oh, so does that mean I don't have talent? Yeah, we're well, like know? a soap yeah. actor. Yeah, you're not a an soap actor. actor. So imagine me, I'm, 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 a, I'm a talent show winner, very proud, and I'm a soap actor, very proud. Yeah. But you still have those those, those silly people that will go, oh, I don't want to look past that. That's all they are. Yeah. It's well, not- And it still goes on, my, I won't say who and who, <laughs> but um, someone in soap who? Is, <laughs> yeah, is doing a drama at the moment with a, like a, you know, a, a-list actor yeah. who came up to them and said, oh, you're that soap actor. Like, but, so... But, but, but you know what I mean? It's like, so I can understand why certain people in the industry want to get rid of that tag. And I, and for me, it was always, do you know what? Be proud of it. Be proud of it yeah. and own it because everything comes full circle and look at the incredible success of One Direction who came from a talent show. Yeah, exactly. Just it, yeah, yeah, it yeah. came from a talent show. And so it's like, I, I think that all the people that kind of look down the nose at it, Leave them with their drama yeah. and, their, and their negative thoughts. I think the industry looks down on it t- too, in a way, though. Like, I would say Little Mix's management want to not call yeah. them. Do you know what I mean? I think it's kind of like it's a never, weird... Never forget where you come from. Yeah, always, no, always I agree. Proud of Lucy. Yeah, yeah. Now, I didn't know this. I don't know whether this is true or whether I've just read a load of rubbish. But apparently when Jason Orange was going to quit Take That, you true. were... Is it true? You well, were going to be in Take That. Well, no. My, one of my um, sound engineers, Nick Warren, a uh, great guy, uh, Manchester lad, he um he contacted me one time and he said he was reading Gary Barlow's autobiography. And he was sat in the toilet at the time, just thought I'd just <laughs> mention that. And uh, I was like, it was just one of those... As of, where, the best place to read Gary yeah, Barlow's autobiography. like a random phone call. I said, oh, shit, I'm just sat in the toilet. I was like, cheers, mate. And he said, no, I'm reading Gary Barlow's autobiography. And it mentions you. And I said, oh, really? And he said, yeah, Nigel Martin-Smith, you know, who was, was the manager of Take That. And I think, yeah, when Jason Orange didn't want to come back... Obviously, there was obviously looking at names that could probably fill in, and my name got thrown in the mix, and it, it mentioned me in the book, and I was ecstatic. I was wow, like, "Wow, oh amazing!" God. Yeah. And then the question then came from journalists who learned this and said, "Would you have joined Take That?" And I'm like, "It's it's it's a weird one. Of course, I would have. Yeah. But then I would have been like, I respect them too much to the point where I would have been, you ain't no Jason Orange. Yeah, you know yeah, what I mean? yeah. Do yeah. your own it stuff. It never works. It would never work no. because someone who fills in for someone else, I, I would have been like, do you know what? I would." Unfortunately, decline. I want to be in it massively because I love take that. But it, it's, I'm not. I'm no Jason Orange. You know what I mean? He's he's take that as well. So, but what a great thing to be. Uh, I know. Yeah. I might and now to, take I that. To... I've got. I think there's only like two people in take yeah. that. Isn't there? I need to find that book actually. That's so Frame cool. That I know. Cheers, Gary. Hey, no, brilliant. <laughs> so, um, in so the, oh god, now I'm going to put my serious voice on. You are. <laughs> <laughs> I do more than television. No, in 2006. You developed vocal cord nodules, correct, yeah. which is what ended Julie Andrews' career. So that must have been. I love huge. the fact that you've mentioned Julie Andrews as well because there's, there's a connection with that. Because, um, yeah, now you, again, I always go back to social media and the digital age. You can find out anything. And if someone does have nodules, you can learn straight away what it is yeah. and how it can affect. But there's a lot of singers out there. I think Rod Stewart's got them, but it doesn't prohibit, like, doesn't prohibit his voice. Um, Bobby enhances it, you know, yeah, yeah. incredible. Um, but for me, it was, if people don't know, um, for people obviously listening, it's newly developed wounds on your vocal cords from overuse. Right, it's a muscle, over singing, over talking yeah. in a short period of time. And that short period of time was the different weeks in X Factor. X Factor, yeah. So whenever, you know, as, as a public, <laughs> you watch the show and then as you're watching on Saturday and you see the VT before someone performs and they go... And then you get the music get the in the background story, yeah, and it's yeah. like, oh, someone's got a sore throat. Certain public will go, oh, of course they have. Yes, they did. And yeah. yes, we do. Because we, have, as soon as we finish singing, people don't know. Before then, we've had all the interviews. You go to premieres because they were offer for content. Yeah. You know, movie premieres. You've got, then you get back and you've got more content to the camera. Then you've got your vocal coaching. So when it gets well, to it's 24 it, hours a day, yeah, basically. It's a muscle. You can't play yeah. a football match six days in a row. You just can't. 
you've got a rest. And yeah, so I knew when I, as soon as I won the show, there used to be this deal where if you went out of the show, you performed at Club JY. Oh yes, I remember yeah. that. Yeah. So when I won the show, I, I went and performed at Club JY, and I went from winning the show, press conference on stage, boom, straight over to Club JY, performed another five songs. Still ecstatic. At like three in the morning. Yeah, until three in the morning, <laughs> knowing I had to be out for five o'clock to go and do the Christmas special for Top of the Pops because I was getting the Christmas number one. Yeah. But that's my goal. <clears throat> Thank you. Sorry, I did, um, I did, sorry for not mentioning sorry, the just, Christmas just, number just one show. Drop yeah. that one. Um, Christmas number one. Um, probably the fastest but, selling Christmas number one. Yeah, at the time. Know, probably. Was like <laughs> third fastest. Um, no, I love you, know it's that. It's great. Um, but for, no, for me, it was that I knew from that moment, and I remember walking off the stage at Club JY, still ecstatic, but I turned around to my. I tour. love you call it Club JY. Well, it is, isn't it? Yeah, JY. Yeah, I, I, I walked off gay. Um, <laughs> and literally, my tour manager turned around and said, Are you okay? And I said, Polly, I said, I've done something to my throat. Could you feel like oh, it wasn't I, I, just a sore throat? I knew. He says, oh, you, you, I know you're tired. It's been, it's been such an incredible night. I said, no, I've really done something. So after I did my performance, um, probably at the time, the label then were freaking out. I know, so God, yeah. I then went to Harley Street the next day after Top of the Pops. And yeah, I went to Harley Street and they told me that I had nodules. Didn't have a clue what it was. Terrified. And again, yeah, that, that scared the label. So then I, then had, I recorded that first album on Cortisone. Oh God, yeah, did you? So, oh, so you recorded your first album? Yeah. Well, she had God. Uh, well, I, I had to. You had no if, choice. If, if you think about it, it was a, no, se- it was a second year of of the show. It has to be a success. There has to be an album. Yeah. Keep the the, the public engaged. They've just spent their money on the phone. But that must have been somewhere. scary because you must be thinking, God, I could make this. I was you crying. You could have made it ten times worse. I I I, I was crying because. What the nodules did for me was it, it took away my falsetto, so my, my high notes, right. which I'm known for in Breathless and things like that. I love that song. And Thank you, dude. <laughs> and um, I'll play it to you after this. Uh, <laughs> no, um, but for me, it was, it, was, it was such a scary time because then I, I, I had so much pressure. I didn't want to let them down. And what does pressure do to you? It, it makes it, it, yeah, you clam up. And, you clam yeah. up and everything. But I recorded the album and I always laugh and joke as well, but it's, it's so true. It's, I, I, it, it, it's a kind of, it's not a bittersweet, but it's more, I can look back at it and I was proud of the the first album. Also upset as well as the strain and struggle to get through it. Yeah. But then I say certain songs have got some of the best emotion I've ever given. Yeah, yeah, because, because it was my raw. My voice was probably trying to cut out. But there's hardly any falsetto one there, which going, my, my yeah, album's not, after. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But fast forward to then having the operation. In America? Did you go to America? Yeah, I went to LA and I, with a surgeon called Dr. Cantor, who probably, he's probably gone now, God rest his soul, because he was in his 80s then. Right. Yeah, he had discs on his wall from White Snake and this and other people that he's treated before. Oh, are you going to say Julie Andrews? Yeah, and, oh, he, and, amazing. He, and he turned around and he said to me, he said, "I was meant to do Julie Andrews <sighs> surgery because the, this, the, the the technique is to cut them off or to laser them off." Right. I had mine cut off, and she had hers lasered, I think. Um, and he was meant to do it, and it was crazy. He said that, and I just said to him, "said Just be honest with me. Will it ever come back?" He said, "It's fifty fifty. Right. At that moment in time, I just knew. I thought, "Well, I haven't got. I haven't got a choice. I have to do it. I can't keep. I can't go on tour with cortisone. I can't do the next album. No. It's going to cause more damage. Yeah. Because I won't be able to heal. And this is before the second album. And then I remember. I know. Did you have nice. to have a chunk of time off then? Well, yeah. 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 And to the point, I remember going, and this is like a good few months. I, I had to stay in America for about another two weeks. I, and general, that must have been a horrible going in for that operation. Oh my God. It was because the, um, the night before the operation, I was instructed by the surgeon not to talk. And I was staying at a great hotel in LA. I think what it's called in a minute. And I met Colin uh, Farrell. Oh, uh, right. Because I, bro- well, I know his brother Eamon from, from Dublin many years ago, my tour manager. He, because he said, oh, I know your brother, blah, blah, blah. Can you just give Shane a bit of, you know, a bit of a G up because he's going for an operation tomorrow. And Colin was great, but I couldn't speak. <laughs> I know, I was going to say, was he like, oh, look, so at, why look, at, look at Shane Ward thinking he's here, not talking. He was like, how are you, Shane? And I'm like, mm-hmm. So That's then amazing. I thought, the only way I'm going to be able to do this now is use post-its. So for the next few oh days, no, it was brilliant. I got, I went to a DVD store and the guy gave me a free DVD, which is brilliant. <laughs> I got a top up, a top up of my lemonade. Oh, it's like the scene in Love Actually where he's holding the card. Holding the card, yeah. yeah. But then I go to the bar and I say, and I, I, go I can't in. talk. Give he me a DVD. Do, and he goes, "You want more?" And I'm like, "Yeah." A top up, and he goes, "It's fine." <laughs> Amazing. I, I got oh, things for free. Yeah, we got post-its. Live that, that's, post-its. A, that's a branding right there. Yeah. Um, Another sponsorship post-its, thank please. Thank you very much. And for you as well. <laughs> yeah. Make your notes on. But yeah, no, that, it, it, it was great. And then I, I did that, and I remember going to a pub with my mum many, many years ago and I tried to hit the falsetto and it just cracked in front of people and I felt so embarrassed because oh. they don't understand. But then the public didn't know either. They was like, 
oh, what, what, when's it going to release something else? You know what I mean? We don't see nothing from Shane. And it was that whole thing. Oh, he, he ain't got time for us no more. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? So, Which is, that happens. You know, I worked on a <coughs> kid show and that happened to Daniel Bedingfield live on air. Yeah, yeah. He just went in mid-song and everyone was like, and I think he had, I think maybe he went in for something similar. Yeah, and his voice, well, I sung Daniel Bedingfield's so Not The One. I sung If You're Not The One on the show. Which is one of my favorite songs by Daniel Bedford. Yes, yeah. Um, and incredible. I think that's what he was singing this time. And his voice live on air just yeah. went. Well, that's it. It's 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 a muscle. And if yeah. it goes, it goes. It goes. But I, I know in myself that my voice has come my vocal has come back as much as it can do, and I'm grateful. You know what I mean? So that's why I was and and not just to bore you with it, but the song Breathless that you mentioned. I was gonna say, is that why it was called Breathless? No. No, well, not, yeah. <laughs> no the actual um, two high notes, they were the first two high notes I ever hit after the vocal operation. Oh, wow. And I was in Sweden and that's the mid late part. It goes first chorus, verse, second chorus, mid late, last chorus. So, so the mid late, the, the producer was like, we need something there, like a note going, da, 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 and whatever. I said, like this, and I went for it and he recorded it and there was a static and I was a static and I ran out to my tour manager like a little kid. So you've got to hear yeah, this. Yeah, amazing, amazing. And I just said, no matter how many takes we do going forward, please can we use the first Yeah, the takes? first time you so did it. So the one that made the record is my very first two high notes after my operation. And if you do, what's it, facetto? You said falsetto. falsetto. Yeah. Is that what Mariah was? Because oh, her that's, voice... That's a falsetto upon falsetto. Oh, right, like, okay. She's like, like incredible. Because you, sustain... you can't sustain that for life, can you, that high? I mean, she can't obviously, but well, do you know what falsetto? Well, it's probably easy for a woman, but for a guy, I mean, I mean, I, I love, I love the Bee Gees, I love Barry Oh yes, yeah. I know he's constant. I know they, they were still singing like that when they were really old. And if you that? because he's because he's so he he's developed a great way of still using it, but to sustain that seven days a week. Oh, you can't, yeah, because it's a false voice and you're yeah. using a lot of air, so it, it makes you very sore. But oh, God, I love his voice, Barry Gibb. But yeah, it's, it's it's a hard thing to do. So when your falsetto goes, it goes. Like, yeah. So it. you, after Breathless, the album, went platinum. We're yes. dropping them all Thank for you here, mate. <laughs> you went on tour playing like the O2 Arena and the yeah. Emmy in Manchester. I mean, that must be incredible. Oh. Playing those venues suddenly that people are coming to see you. Yeah. Look do you remember going to, like, what, what's the venue you remember going to watching concerts that then you were like, oh well, my them, God, I'm there. Them. Like, them. Going to yeah. the O2, going to the MEN. And again, it's just it's just gutting because unless it was it, unless the label invested in having them recorded, you'd, you'd have that footage where with my ones you'd probably see some of them on YouTube. Uh, it's so such wish, a shame, isn't it? Yeah, it, it is. Just... But I wish I had, and I've seen a lot of them from fans, which is brilliant. But that's where I'm going to go again. I am. I'm aiming to go back in the arena. Yeah, but yeah. To say I played the MEN Arena, that was one of the biggest achievements, and the O2 that I sold them out. As yeah, same yeah, one. yeah, yeah. And people put their hand in a pocket and they spent their time. They, they gave up their evening to come and see me. Forever grateful for that, yeah. And then in 2011, I mean, you've done it all, mate. You went into the West End. I did. In Rock of Ages. That playing was brilliant. Stacey Jacks. Yeah, <laughs> what a character. I saw that show. I don't know whether I saw yeah. you. I don't think I saw you in it, but that is... Oh, you'd remember me for I would. Time. I mean, no, I wouldn't forget <laughs> you, yeah. That was a great <laughs> show. I mean, what was that like, being in the West End? That, that, that was... Now, that was, that was nerve-wracking. I bet, yeah. Because singing is my forte... Absolutely, so it's what I do, it's what I absolutely love. But rock singing, I mean, power ballads, of course, but rock singing seven days a week. Yeah, that's Sorry, God, that's the thing. Eight shows over six it? days, I think it was. Yeah, it was Yeah, it was eight shows over six and days. And it's a far show as well. It's and like a... an American accent. <laughs> and American accent. I did my audition and I, did, I read it and then the, the casting director says, oh, that's great, Shane, because you're now doing it in America. And I was like, what? <laughs> He's like, oh yeah, the show's in America. And I was like, is it? <laughs> oh, God. oh, shit. <laughs> Luckily enough for me, I was playing the biggest rock star at the time that was obviously... Could you do an American accent as well? Well, he was drunk a lot of the time. Oh, that's fine. <laughs> and with, my, with me like um, with me on my family, like being born in Ireland, like I can do an Irish accent. And a lot of American accents is like... American. It's slightly, it's, yeah, yeah, it's yeah. It's Irish and it's American. Yeah. And it's like, <clears throat> don't judge that little bit, by the way, guys. <laughs> yeah. But do you understand what I mean? I, I mixed the two. Of, of of a light oh, Irish yeah. with American and drunk, and it never got picked up on. <laughs> I got I got a pat on the back, and I thought, do you know what? Thank you, amazing, yeah. But, but I did it for a year. And what theatre were you at? We was at the Shaspy Theatre. So amazing, oh, one of the best. But I I loved it as well, and that opened my eyes as well. And I'm proud to say I, I was I did a show in the West End. Yeah. Would you like to go back to the West End? Oh, of course. Yeah. You know, you all you always. Um, you know, if, if if the right thing comes along and it's in the right time in my career, that was brilliant for me. I love playing Stacey Jacks and. Oh, it's just brilliant. I loved it. Yeah, I didn't think... And what... Because I always think being in the West End, being in theatre, it's seven nights a week, because it's a totally different lifestyle. Because you're, like, basically sleeping when everyone's up. Yeah, and yeah. And you're... Cause, yeah. Isn't it? It must... Oh, the, 
the discipline. I don't, I don't think could you do that all the time? No, no. It must be. I mean, no, I mean, I, I, I applaud, like I applaud the people. The West End is incredible, and even when I first joined it, again, a singer going into the West End um, to do acting as well. You know, you, you look at, and I was like, God, these these actors, these 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 are incredible. Look, I got to be on stage with Alice Cooper. Oh, did you? Was yeah. Alice? Oh, well, right. it, it was an anniversary of Skills Out all summer, so we did a performance with him. Amazing. Um, we did for Pugsy for Children in Need. Britney Spears came down to the show. I think it was a Britney Spears. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, we went with so many people. Do... Uh, foreigner. For- foreigner. We... You want to know what love oh, is? You want to know what love is? Starship. Starship. He came down to the show. That's my little sister's favorite song. And so, yeah, I mean, I, I got to experience um, that world, which then actually paved the way for me doing the War of the Worlds for Jeff Wayne. Oh, okay. You did that Many as well. Many years later. I think Zeta Jones did, I think, didn't you? And it was brilliant. Amazing. Yeah. So what's next then? What's What are you up to at the moment? So exciting news. I put on my socials recently. I've just signed a four-year writing publishing deal. Amazing. With, with uh, peer publishing. And so how does that work? Because I don't get, because I'm not a musician. So, what's a writing publishing deal? So for me, it's a songwriting deal. They look after the likes of like Linda Perry, who wrote Beautiful for Christina wow, Aguilera. Oh, God, yeah. She was, she, was, she was the lead singer for Non Blondes. Yes. And just so many incredible um, talent and I've joined their roster. So it now means that I can start um, working on my new material for my new album. But also I get to do a lot more co-writing with other um, artists. Uh, so other writers and I can pitch them to other artists to sing. Oh, brilliant. And they have a, an incredible pitching department for TV and film. They've got about 28 offices around the world. So oh, it's amazing. It's, it's great. I'm so ex- more excited now because I get to really showcase my writing skills so there was that, and um, before that, I got myself a new management called Lou Raymond, um, and he's been fantastic. So in two months, we got the publishing deal, and I've now just signed with UTA, which is United Talent. That's Agency. amazing, and that's been after all what's happened this year as well, so that's great. It, it, exactly, because you, you can either just just do absolutely nothing, um, or you can really hit, hit it head yeah. on. And we've just completely, we, we've been working non-stop for the last six, seven months. So no, we've been speaking for the last, no, for, no, sorry, for the first six months I've been in the studio, but for the last two months when we decided to be a partnership and he, he became my manager, we've managed to get this as well. Um, so he's, you know, we, we have a plan. It's this, that, get signed, move And on. for people listening, so you would have a manager, an actor would have an agent. Like how important is that person in your life? It's, it, it's so important. And the thing is about Lou as well is that I've known Lou for nine years and he he knows he knows what I'm about. He knows what I want, and the thing is as well, he works with me, not just for me. He works with me, so we're in this together. And I'm I'm so appreciative of him because, like I said, I've got I've got something that I've wanted for a long time, which is a writing deal, and I've got that with one of the biggest companies in the world. So I'm I'm still ecstatic about it. But now I've joined UTA. If people don't know about UTA, you should check out who they've got on their roster. From the performer side, you've got Timberland, you've got Dolly Parton. Oh my God. Dolly Parton. Dolly Parton. You've got to do a joke yeah. with Dolly Parton. It'd be incredible. And then You're from the actor side, Johnny Depp. It's just, it's just, I, I'm, I'm. You need yeah. to put everything into writing a song for Dolly Parton. Oh, can you imagine that? Yeah. I, I, I would love to be able to pitch a song to Dolly and she go, okay, yeah. <laughs> let's do Working it. seven till seven now. Because nine to five, yeah. who does that? Working home from home. <laughs> yes. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, but no, but that's, that's where I'm at at the minute. So for the last um, couple of months, I've been solely songwriting. And it's to work on touring next year. Like everybody else, we're trying to figure out if we can. Yeah. But that's what I'm working on for the fans. So all my fan base, thank you so much for sticking by me. I'm waiting for me to be doing something, but there's a lot of exciting things to come. So then we're nearly over. Um, nearly running out of questions. You'll be glad to know, mate. Uh, but in 2016, you became a dad. Yes, I did. I mean, how does that change your life? Um, massively like that is that is that is my purpose that yeah. is why I, I i i do what i do and she is my everything she, she'll be four this year i'm at four yeah that's amazing she's four she's she's at preschool and she's just a, a dream does it make you look at life differently having a kid because i haven't got kids so i don't know but yeah but you know it's, it's funny because me and self mention all the time to each other it's like it's always that question and a lot of parents will will probably agree that they've done this as well we always say to each other things like can you imagine your life before? And I'm like, without it, I'm like, absolutely not. I, I like, it's like she's always, she yeah, has she's always, always been, been there. there yeah. She's always been there. Um, she's just incredible. I, I love Willow May. She's just the best thing that ever happened to me. The best thing, <laughs> the best thing I ever did <laughs> yeah, yeah, was yeah. create Willow May. And it now, even though I've always had my hunger and we all go through stages in this industry of losing a bit of confidence, she is 
the reason why now I'm like, do you know what, Willow? I'm going to show you what Daddy did before. Yeah. And I'm going to show She's you. She's going to grow up listening to yeah. Shane Ward. Yeah. Exactly. Whether yeah. she likes <laughs> it or not. You're welcome. <laughs> but I'm, I'm like, now it's like, I get to say, do you know what, Willow? I, I, I've never stopped working because for me, I don't bite the hand that feeds me. I'm, I'm not, I'm, I'm not too proud to work and do whatever shows because I'll always put the roof over my head and food on the table and look after my daughter and my family. But now I'm so much more determined to say, Willow, daddy's going to get back in the arenas yeah, and he's going to sell them out and you're going to see your daddy on stage again. So that's... Yeah. That's the aim. Well, that's mate, I am going to be there. Oh, oh, we're oh, going to do a duet. Doubt. We're Listen, going to do... Mate, we're going to open the show with a rap I'm and ta- then Foreigner. I'm talking, right? You in the crowd. I haven't got a clue. No, everyone, no, no one else has a clue and you've already got a boom mic. Yeah, I've already mic comes on. I've got a winch. Harness. Get, yeah, harness <laughs> onto the stage. Float like that. Yeah, this is on. This is now recording. Oh, so it is, yeah, This yeah. is like a definite. Binding contract. <laughs> right, well, mate, it's been amazing speaking to you. There's your little soap from the box. Oh, Who yes. would you... Final question. Who in Coronation Street, character-wise, needs a good wash? Whether it's dirt or of their <laughs> sins. <laughs> Not the actors, because then we're getting personal, obviously. Yeah, who needs a good wash because of their sins? Who needs a good wash because of their sins? Who do you think? Well, I think the obvious one is Tracy Barlow. Well, in real life, absolute dream. Okay, yeah, but Tracy Barlow, filth. Yeah. Why did we never have an affair? I know, because she's kind of... Aiden uh, and... Yeah. I think you were too nice for her. Do you reckon? Yeah. Aiden? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so I think I think the person that needs to get rid of their like their sins oh, he's going against probably feeling you know, but he's gone now as well. He's like. gone now, yeah. I mean, it would have to be now Jeff, wouldn't it? <gasps> Jeff, we'll give it. Oh, do you know what, Jeff? Come up and mate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're getting a bar of soap, Jeff. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Big bar of soap coming your way, fella. <laughs> Shane, it's been amazing to see you, mate. Thank you very much for being my first Thank guest. Oh, delighted. <laughs> Well, that's it from the first episode of Soap from the Box. I really hope you enjoyed it. If you did, please interact with me on social media at Soap from the Box on Instagram and on Twitter. I'll be posting clues as to who the guest is going to be next week. So join in and see if you're right. I'd like to thank David Stevens and the Bothy for all their technical wizardry. I'd like to thank Rosie Baker-Smith for her social media help and Orla McKibben for her press help. I'll be back next week at the same time-ish. Thanks. 